Well, I am excited for this month, historically speaking. <laughs> and we know Denise is. I'm extremely um, excited. It's one of our favorite topics. So we are discussing the passing of the light. Uh, do you want to give us the basics, Denise? Yeah. So the basics are there are historical candlesticks. Two sets. Correct. The other basics are Charlotte Barrel Ware Convention in 1935. So we'll fill in the details and maybe wax a bit poetic. And then we have a question at the very end for all of you. So be prepared for our question because um, we'll want you to wax poetic a little bit with us. So one of the most beautiful ceremonies in the fraternity is the passing of the light. The continuity of the Kappa ideals was given expression by former Grand President Charlotte Barrel Ware from Phi Chapter at Boston University. In 1935, at the Alpha Province Convention, long before we changed the Kappa Leadership Conference, Charlotte brought the sterling silver wedding candlesticks that were first used at her 1895 wedding to Robert Ware. They had a place of honor out the head table at the closing banquet, and during a toast, Charlotte spontaneously passed one of her candlesticks to the delegate from the youngest chapter to the province saying, you are the keepers of this ancient flame. You are the flame, so let the light be passed. She later included a delegate from the oldest chapter in the province. Everyone was so taken by her words and the symbolism that she was asked to repeat the ceremony at fraternity conventions. And eventually that portion of her banquet toast was put into writing by former fraternity president, Helena Flinnegi from Gamma Epsilon at Pittsburgh. She modified it to include a delegate from each province, now district, and the fraternity president. The ceremony is used to conclude the candlelight banquet at convention, chapter installation banquets, and other special events just as we did at the most recent Capital Leadership Conference in Dallas. And in the ritual book, the chapter ritual book, there is also a passing of the light ceremony. Um, it's a slimmed down version, but chapters can also do this at special occasions at their chapter, or maybe even one night just to close a formal chapter meeting at the end. That's one of my favorite additions to the new book. So let's take a look uh, at the symbolism and then we'll circle back on the actual candlesticks in a minute. You really can't talk about anything historic without discussing light or the lack of light and our relationship to it. There's a reason why even in the age of electric wonder, candles and flames are still used both figuratively and literally. Candles can be held by one individual or for the benefit of many, whether it be the individual carrying a small candle on a dark path or sailors guided by a lighthouse on the shore, each source of light can be life-saving. Fundamentally, regardless of the size or context, the candle provides light. And light, in every sense, helps lead the way towards the future while pushing aside the surrounding darkness. We leave a light on to welcome, and I'm sure Motel 6 likely paid good money <laughs> to trademark their slogan, we'll leave the light on for you. Nearly every text in every religion uses light in teaching and in symbolism. Shakespeare nailed it in The Merchant of Venice when he wrote, How far that little candle throws its beams, so shines a good deed in a naughty world. Which, by the way, is engraved on Charlotte's wedding candlesticks. And I found this tidbit before I fin or after I finished this script, but Charlotte's wedding candlesticks were purchased for them in Stratford, in England, at a little antique shop. 
So it's very likely, even though they were used for her 1895 wedding, they were antiques at that time. Um, I like to think Shakespeare maybe held them, but probably not. <laughs> but I still laugh at the use of the word naughty. And the overall meaning, though, is lovely. It's spoken by Portia as she explained that though the light of the candle may be lost in the light of the moon, when the moon doesn't shine and the world feels extra dark, literally and figuratively, the kappa, the candle, or we might say kappa, can be seen great distances away. Mm -hmm. So in 1860, um, Godey's Ladies Book published this print titled Women, Light of the Home. <laughs> That's totally me in my home office working on kappa history, only cats instead of children or our dog. <laughs> and we use lots of this material in the tradition of leadership exhibit that covers the fraternity's first 100 years of history. And the Statue of Liberty holds a torch and flame high above the New York Harbor. So, and this is the symbolism and the classic traditions our Kappa founders were steeped in. And it wasn't just symbolism to them. Former college historian at Monmouth College once told us of a newspaper account from the 1870s describing lantern brigades that were available to help women students, especially travel safely at night by guiding them with lanterns. And it was women assisting other women in an effort to be safe, but also demonstrate their independence in a time when female independence was far too rare. And even when I was in the chapter 20 years ago, we had candle passings as a way to share good news, like being accepted to grad school, a job offer, or getting engaged. That was when you could still have live flames <laughs> in a chapter facility. <laughs> so it's no wonder that our traditions, our symbols, our colors, and our efforts are all in the same spirit of lighting the way forward. I love the line, light, the, light tomorrow with today, from the 19th century poet Elizabeth Barrett Browning's writing, Obviously, this isn't a new concept. Our today was lit by those who came before us, and Kappa's tomorrow is lit by us today. So poetic waxing aside, let's get back to the history of our candlesticks. Okay, so we started with 1935, when Charlotte passed first passed a candlestick at the Alpha Province Convention, those chapters and associations in the East. But we can back up a year and mention that the candlesticks were also used in 1934, when Charlotte Sempton from Boston to Monmouth, she couldn't attend the reinstallation of Alpha Chapter that year, but sent her candlesticks instead. Founder Mary Louise Bennett Boyd lit the wear candlesticks at the banquet, while founder Martha Louisa Stevenson Miller expressed happiness at the rekindling of the high flame of Alpha Chapter, which had been cold so long. And this picture is one of my favorites with Charlotte in her blue dress that she wore at the 1888 convention when she was grand president. And then when she wore it again to the 1935 Alpha Province convention. I'm pretty sure I couldn't fit in any of my convention outfits 45 years later. <laughs> she did eventually give her candlesticks and her dress to the fraternity and both are safely stored in the archives. There are lots of great stories of the wear candlesticks and the efforts of staff and volunteers to safely ferry them to various conventions and installations. One includes wrapping them in a mink stole that were carried onto a plane. I personally had a TSA agent question the lead weights that were in the bottom and then roughly handle them as a potential weapon while asking why I was carrying them. 
Um, there is a rogue VHS video out there of a few staff members who staged a short film about the wherever candlesticks that had been stolen by the nefarious pink lady masquerading as the pink lady cleaning service. Uh, you'll recognize Sarah Guype there on the top right. It was her literal first day of work. <laughs> she was such a good sport. All the rest of us were at convention that year. But don't worry, the fake candlesticks were retrieved by the heroic Clara O's Angel, <laughs> the filming um, that took place while the actual wear candlesticks were at convention. And we won't out the staff member who once left the wear candlesticks, the real ones, on the airplane and pre-9-11 was allowed to get back on and quickly retrieve them for our use at convention. <laughs> so we've lucked out with our wear candlesticks. So no one will be surprised that Charlotte's wear candlesticks from 1895 are a bit fragile, more than a century later. So at the 1998 convention in Scottsdale, fraternity president Kathy Thompson Carswell accepted new 19th century silver candlesticks made by Gorham and with a pattern that is strikingly similar to Charlotte's originals. They were a gift of the Atlanta Alumni Association in memory of Jean Hess Wells from Delta Upsilon chapter at the University of Georgia. Jean had served as fraternity president of both that association and the fraternity and sadly passed in 1996. At the time of the ceremony, Jean's service to the fraternity had begun exactly 50 years before when she was a charter member of Delta Upsilon chapter. And there are a few memories of this beloved ceremony that are captured in our history books. Betty Fenn Kingston from Beta Beta Chapter at St. Lawrence was present at that 1935 Alpha Province Convention held in Syracuse. And she wrote that she, Mrs. Ware, wore the same Alice blue gown which she wore as Grand President and was truly a picture as she showed us her Kappa candlesticks and told us of their tradition in Kappa conventions and weddings. We shall always cherish the memory as she passed from their position of honor on the head table, one of her treasured candlesticks to the delegate from the oldest chapter to hold a symbol of the torch of Kappa Kappa Gamma. Charlotte Barrel Ware took part in the passing of the light ceremony from 1935 when she started it until after the installation of Delta Nu chapter in 1942 at the University of Massachusetts. That ceremony was to be her last. Former fraternity president and fraternity historian May Whiting Westerman from Sigma chapter at Nebraska once wrote, few members have, have made such a contribution to the fraternity as did Mrs. Ware in the passing of the light ceremonial. While she lived, the service was hers to be used as she saw fit. Now that she is gone, it is for us closest to her to standardize it, but keep as far as possible her spirit. Mrs. Ware's spirit still shines brightly as the light cast from her silver wedding candlesticks, her tangible legacy to the fraternity she loved. The concept of the con continuity of the Kappa ideal to which Mrs. Ware gave expression spontaneously at that Alpha Province Convention in 1935 will continue as the most precious legacy she could have left. So once more, we have highlighted one of our big blue owls, one of our Kappa heroes. And I feel like we always end with the difficult question of what will I or you or we do to improve Kappa like they did? What kind of legacy will we leave? And I never seem to know the answer. <clears throat> Isn't that part of the goal of Kappa or life? Keep asking the questions, keep working to improve, and keep looking for answers. 
I bet that Charlotte and our other Kappa heroes didn't do what they did, thinking that they were going to achieve hero status. The best we all can do is strive to do our little perfectly. I suppose. So for our guests, what do you all think? This is the moment where I wanted you to wax poetic about either the candlesticks, any of the ceremonies that you've experienced or have seen, um, or what kind of light you plan to pass on in Kappa. 